Hi, welcome to Attack of Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy podcast where I try to complete every single Final Fantasy game using attack only. My name is Pete, and this week we continue Final Fantasy 3. Last time, Desh jumped into the reactor of Tower of Owen to stop it from blowing up and making the whole island that we're on fall from the sky, which was very, very nice of him. I didn't mention it before, but beside the Tower of Owen, there was a whirlpool which ship couldn't get past. Uh, it's gone now, though, so we can set on through. I find the village of Geshul. Here, I could buy some magic keys, so I get 10. I know you can just make a thief your first character to enter locked doors, but it's just easier to do it this way than unequip everything all the time. I get back on the Enterprise and go sailing. Uh, after sailing for a little bit, I managed to find a cave called the Flame Cave. But inside there are these flames that are blocking any progression. So I go south a little bit and find the Dwarves Cave. Once inside the Dwarves Cave, I learned that they've got a horn that's been stolen by Guzco. Uh, he dove into the lake with it, so... That's what I saw earlier in that lake, I guess. Um, there's a pool of water and the party says that a frog could go in there. So once again, I'm forced to do the white wizard dance. So it turns out it wasn't the lake that I was thinking of. It's actually this lake. Um, they dove into the one that I've just gone into as frogs. We make our way through the area and the underground lake. And I managed to kill Guzco and get the horn back for the dwarves. But now there's a mysterious shadow is following me around. I leave the dungeon and the dwarf guarding the other horn asks me to put it back. He drops a magic barrier surrounding the horn to allow us to pass through. A voice laughs and says it's been following us in our shadows the whole time and now it has both horns. What a shocking turn of events. But before escaping it tells us his plan to use the horns to open way to the fire crystal. I go to the flame cave again and the fire that's blocking the way has disappeared so I start making my way through. In here there's a flow of molten lava and you have to go in to proceed. I expect it to be a damage flow but it isn't which seems a little bit strange. There's a waterfall that does hurt when I go under it though. After I hit a rock to open a hidden path we find the fire crystal. Guzco's here and he tells us he's got to kill us because he can't get the full power of the crystal as long as we're alive. Good luck buddy, I'm way over level for this part of the game. He turns into a salamander and we punch him into mush. The fire crystal gives us new jobs which are hunter, knight, thief and scholar. I stick with monk and I return to the dwarven cave. A man comes rushing up to us asking us for help when we enter. Apparently they're going to burn the village of Tockle to the ground because they finished pillaging it. Then he disappears. I guess he died because he vanished out of existence. Before leaving, I check on the dwarves and their horns, and the horns have already returned to the pedestal where they were. How? Who knows? So I have to toggle, and when I get there, we are paralysed and then ambushed and taken to Heinz Castle. We lock behind bars in the castle, and it looks like walls are made of roots. King Argus is here. His soldiers are being controlled by Hine, who was once the king's advisor. Then the king coughs, but he says that he is fine, and he asks us to defeat Hine. 
A soldier tells us to escape through a hole using an item he gave us. The item was a lucky mallet. I didn't know a lucky mallet did this, and I wish I'd known before because I wouldn't have been doing a white wizard dance so much. There's a tiny little door in the wall, so I use the mallet, shrink down, and go on through. I expected to go through to another cell, but instead I'm in a dungeon. I make myself big again by using some more lucky mallets and start exploring. As I explore, I find the King's Sword and I eventually find Hein. He monologues about how great the power of darkness he's been granted is. This power has allowed him to control an army and mobilise a living tree. So we must be in that thing floating around the desert. He spouts on about how he's going to rule the world. Because he won't shut up, we punch him in the jaw, breaking it and lending his plans for world domination. After this, the tree starts talking to us. It introduced itself as the eldest tree in the living forest and Hein had taken control of it via a curse. It tells us it's going to take everyone back home and then return to the living forest, which is quite nice. King Argus enters and thanks us too. Things start shaking as we move across the world and the tree tells us it's okay to get off. We do so and find ourselves in the living forest, nowhere near home. The forest then gives us a wind fang and tells us the power of darkness is trying to smother the world and it will try to block our path. Then we get kicked out of the forest because the tree needs to nap. Back on the world map, I make my way back to the Enterprise and then go north to Argus Castle again. Speaking with the king, he thanks us again and gives us the time gear. It was created by the ancients. He tells us take it to Sid, so we do so. When we get back to Kanam, we give the time gear to Sid. He rushes off to change the Enterprise into an airship. However, we can only land in the sea. Now it's time to fly off floating island and explore the world below us. The world below us is just one massive ocean and I half expected to see Kevin Costner. I fly around for what seems like forever until I spot a little island so I land and venture into it. There's a temple here and a small cave. I enter the temple first and it turns out that it's a water temple. In here, the shards of water crystal lay on the floor and we're told the only person who can touch them is the maiden of water, Elia. So I go to the cave, which turns out to be the water cave. It doesn't take long until I have to turn back around because the way is sealed. So back to the world map I go for some more exploring. Or should I say, aimless flying around. I spot something sticking out water, but can't do anything with it. After a bit more aimless wandering, I come across a small island with a shipwreck. I go inside to find an old man and a girl in a bed. It is not as dodgy as it sounds. The old man tells us that he was in the ship when the world sank and he found the girl. They're the only survivors. Speaking with the girl reveals that she is a liar, which is very lucky for us. But she just says, Ugh. I try offering her an antidote and this brings her around. She recognises us as the Warriors of Light. She jumps out of bed and introduces herself as the Water Maiden. She goes on to tell us that the Earth Crystal caused an earthquake and the land sunk into the sea. The people protected by the Water Crystal were turned to stone. She suggests offering the water crystal, the crystal shard in the temple to try and break the curse. And then she joins us and we go on our merry way, leaving the old man to fend for himself. We once again find the island with the temple and the water cave and we grab the shard and head to the cave. 
With a liar on board, we can get through whatever was blocking us before and carry on with the adventure. So we start heading through the dungeon towards the water crystal. When we get there, Elia gives back the shard to the crystal, but a hooded creature comes out of the shadows and tries throwing something at us. Elia pushes us out of the way and gets hit herself. What a hero. The creature approaches us and tells us that we were lucky the cursed arrow didn't hit us. He is the Kraken and he was sent by Sandy to kill us. That was a lot of us's to say in one paragraph. Elia gives us water crystal draws for vanishing from existence. When an earthquake hits and we have to leg it, the water recedes and the world reappears. I'm not sure how this works. We awake in an inn room. Apparently we've been sleeping for three days. It turns out we're now in the town of Amur and someone's grandpa found us in the water temple and brought us here. We leave the inn. Whilst exploring the town, I speak to an old man in a house. We tell him we need to go to the sewers to get floating shoes. This is the first I've heard of this. I'm not sure where the party got this information from. We go on to tell him that we need to save the crystals, but he tells us the sewers are off limit due to the monsters. Then four men appear and start eavesdropping on our conversation. They go to the sewers seemingly racing us to the floating shoes. After this, we tell the old man that we're speaking to currently that we are the Warriors of Light and he agrees to unlock the sewer and tells us to be careful. I forgot to mention that the jobs that I got from a water crystal are Geomancer, Dragoon, Viking, Karateka, which I think is a karate person, M Knight, which is Magic Knight, Conjurer and a Bard, but I'm going to still stick with Monk. Okay, so, in the sewers, we find the men that were listening in on us. They're surrounded by goblins, so we go to help them and continue on our way. At the end of the sewers, we find an old woman who throws us the floating shoes. The men rush in and yell at us to stay back. When we do so, the shoes explode on the ground in front of us. The old men convince a woman to give us the shoes, so she does so. And now we can cross the bottomless swamp. I have no idea what this is, or where this is, or why this is, but we progress the story, I guess. I head out onto the world map and start exploring. After a little bit of exploring, I find a mansion. This place is completely gold, and it belongs to someone called Goldor. Um, I start exploring, and there are four doors on the first floor. All of them lead to nothing, except for one that does have a slightly different wall tile, signalling that I can walk through it, but before doing so, I go up some stairs I spotted. This staircase leads to a U-shaped corridor that goes round the edge of a big room. Um, at the end of the corridor, there are 12 chests all in a row, 11 of them hold shiny swords, and the last one has a dragon's claw. I go back to a room with a hidden path and go through. And this takes me upstairs again, and I follow the corridor around until I get to a room with a fire crystal in it. There's a man stood in front of it, and it's Goldor. We kick him in the gooch, and afterwards he goes and destroys the fire crystal before vanishing. When he does die, he leaves behind a key, which is the key to Goldor's chain. Uh, I feel like that I've been asleep for three days and not just my party. I have no idea what this is about. I must have missed speaking to someone back in Elmer. 
So I googled the chain thing and it turns out that my ship was actually chained to the land. Um, I would have found this out if I tried to board it, but I didn't. Anyways, I go off to explore a new world. The first place I find is Liprit. All of the villagers here talk about a great summoner called Noah. He sealed Bahamut and Leviathan on the floating continent. So that's what the shadow in the lake must have been. They also say that one of his pupils is slumbering to the south. I come across an ancient cave which has been excavated, but we can't pass to get any further because the way is blocked by adamantite. I find Un's shrine. There's a woman sleeping here, and speaking to a bird by her bed, it's revealed that she is Un, and she's guardian for Dreamworld. There's a massive walled city, and when we fly over it, our airship gets bombarded with cannon fire and blows up. When we land, or crash land, there are two armies about to fight. We nonchalantly walk through the middle and end up outside Saronia Castle, but we're a few centuries, so we leave. It seems there are four separate towns here, so I start by exploring the northwest one. In here, we learn there used to be a passage in the castle that led to the seafloor, but is sealed off now. But perhaps we can enter the castle that way. There's also a library here which we aren't allowed to access. The southwest town is where we learn that Prince Ali has gone missing. Apparently, the king has split the army into two and is making them fight each other. There's a guy in a house that can summon a fat chocobo. This is where you can store excess items. An old man tells us he saw someone who looked like the prince enter the pub, so we do too. When we do, we rescue the prince from some ruffians and he tells us that the king started a civil war and won't listen to him. So he's been banished from the castle. He asks us to help him and we've seemingly got nothing better to do and the prince joins us. The next town is the southeast one. There's a tower here which we can climb and find a bunch of dragoon equipment. And finally, there's not much going on in the northeast part of town. So we've returned to the castle and with the prince with us, the king allows us in. We're shown to a room to rest for the night and the king will meet us in the morning. In the middle of the night though, the king comes in and attacks the prince with a knife and a guy called Games enters the room and urges the king to stab the prince. Instead, the king stabs himself and breaks the spell that's put over him. As Games is about to attack the king and prince, we jump in to save the day. Games is actually Garuda in disguise. After we've beaten him up, the king dies from his wounds, but he asks the prince to restore peace for him. The prince then chuffs off and we are free to explore the castle. Whilst exploring, we come across some scholars. They give us an airship they found in some ruins, the Nautilus. Apparently, it can fly through a wind tunnel. We also learn a little bit more about that summoner Noah. Apparently, he split his power between three people, Zande, Un, and Dorg. And apparently, we can use the Nautilus to get to a new continent, Dalug. There's some weird names in this game. And that is where I'm going to leave this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. 
Um, if you did want to follow me on Twitter, it's at SelectAttack. I've got my Linktree link down below, uh, and it's got a lot of other socials on there. If you can rate and review wherever you got this, that would really, really help me out, and I really appreciate it. So until next time, have a good week, and I'll see you later. Bye-bye. <music>